Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I'm your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. We're absolutely free. We did it. I, I, I achieved the goal. Five day, five podcasts. The culmination has arrived. Thank you guys for tuning back in for podcast week. For the listeners who are new, welcome aboard. For listeners who are returning to a podcast that went into a very real hibernation, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for not erasing me from your feed. And welcome back to the goodness that is UD Pod. We're going to end this week, as we always do, talking professional wrestling. Normally, I have a panel here and we break down the SummerSlam and NXT cards. I'm not going to do that because they don't seem to care. So why should I care that much? So what I did was grab a man who, like me, has seen the light of other promotions. Aaron, welcome back to the show. We can tell everyone where they can find all your wonderful content, my friend. All right. So I'm Aaron Rand Freeman. You can find me on Twitter at A-N-S Freeman, the letters A-N-S Freeman. Um, you can also go to unfpodcast.com to find Unreasonable, po- Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network, which is mostly just me and um, Elise Bacon at this point. But it is a network legally, so we can't be sued. <laughs> um, you can also follow um, you can follow the podcast on uh, Twitter at um, UN Fridays, like United Nation Fridays. And uh, yeah, I think that is, um, yeah, I think that's everything. Well, first of all, thank you for coming on. Thank you for gracing podcast week with your presence normally like i said this would be a wwe focused podcast but the world has changed the world outside our windows have changed as you so beautifully put it the wrestling cinematic universe has changed so dramatically that you gotta have a pen and paper and and just keep score so we're gonna start with something that's gonna happen the day you're listening to this that's right the magic of podcast time travel we're gonna talk about a thing that's about to happen in your ears but 24 hours earlier AEW Rampage is going to have their second show. It's emanating from Chicago, Illinois, and the United Center. And it's a weak card, but the reason we're talking about it is because the worst-kept secret in professional wrestling is finally coming to fruition. It appears Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, will be returning to professional wrestling on Friday night at Rampage. Aaron. We've, I don't want to say how'd you hear about this because now it's been too long. We all now it's just knowledge. TNT is apparently booking comments to Fightful. Like yes, we all acknowledge what's happening. But I'm going to ask you now, having had sat with it for a few weeks, how do you feel about it? I have uh, now. I have a. Uh, I'll say this. I have a very serious concern about Phil Brooks in 2021. Um. His CM Punk became popular with a natural foil that is actually WWE. The entire establishment he worked in was his foil. He has no foil anymore because of the wrestling cinematic universe. Even like a year ago, this would have been like, like, like I'm wondering, like he's going to come out and he's probably going to wrestle again if he were Darby Allen. Great. But like, as a like a curmudgeonly Chicago man, <laughs> like I'm wondering where they're going to continue to put him because he doesn't because his he's the voice of the voiceless, but he's also a curmudgeonly Chicago man. But 
like his vision of wrestling is like coming to fruition. So it's like, what is he going to do now? There's no, he doesn't have a machine to rage against. How does the underdog compete when he's won? Right. Like a, the fact that there is this AEW, AEW, New Japan, AAA um, impact thing happening means he was right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what is he going to come out and do now that he is so, right? <laughs> so you put out something that I, because I honestly, God, I haven't given this a whole bunch of thought. I've just been like, CM Punk's coming is going to be dope. Right. You've posited it in a way that makes me wonder what they're going to do Friday night because they're going to cheer. Right. But if it's Darby, if we're turning CM Punk heel in Chicago, that's a, you know what? They've done a lot of stuff that I didn't think they could pull off, including acapella Judas. But, but <laughs> turning CM Punk heel in Chicago on a Friday night. I don't, that's a tall, uh, tall They're not going to turn him heel. They're going to have CM Punk wrestle Darby Allen. They're not turning him heel. He's oh, no, going to he's, Darby he's Allen. He's not going to wrestle. He's not going to wrestle. Wait, he's not, right. He's he, not what'd you say? He's not going to wrestle. Oh, no, he's not going to wrestle, but I mean, they're going to build towards it, but they're not doing it. They're doing, they're, they're going to do face versus face. They're going to do max. They're going to see if they are going to try and explode several blood vessels in the crowd by having Darby Allen wrestle CM Punk in Chicago at some point. That's And, that and I'm very excited for CM Punk to target Sting and get himself over as a... Like, that's my favorite Punk. Punk, heel Punk is... Like, and that's where you've got me there. It's like, that's the answer to your question. How do you book the underdog? You book him as the man who's resentful for look what happened the second I left. Right. Look what you built. The second I gave you the blueprint and I stepped away, you filled my shoes? Yeah. They're not gonna boo him though. We we don't the only they're not booing him, they're not booing him Friday. That's you're only, right about that. The only they're not gonna boo him. The only people that the only people that get booed in AEW are the box. Because they're say. actively <laughs> irritating everyone. They're they're actively a, a targeted, irritating people, and they get booed because they're irritating us. See, but, I agree with you, but I also Wednesday night, they booed they booed Team Taz. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's true. That's true. That's uh, what I really uh, enjoyed about this is that when the fans, the fans have bought into the place where they're gonna boo who they're supposed to boo. They give Britt Baker courtesy cheers, but when she's doing heel shit, she gets the heel boos. Well, that, well, that's like, well, that's what I mean. If you're cheering and you're just booing out of response, that's just call and response. Like when the rapper holds out the mic to the crowd, that's not heel work. That's okay. bro, that's like that's like Tony Schiavone. You're a bitch. Counterpoint, Punk, Counterpoint, CM Punk snorted the uh, Paul Bear's ashes. If someone can get heel heat, it's gonna be Phil Brooks. Right. Um, uh, I don't think we have we don't have Paul Bear's ashes. We've got around. Sting right there. We've got Sting, who, by the way, and in case you're like, oh, why is Steve Punk talking so much AEW? If you put Sting on TNT, you've earned a lot of loyalty from me. Sorry guys, how it works. Simple man. They put You've got Sting right there who they just put over. Bro, his his like as an RPG no character, his resilience is at like 99, and I fucking love it. The <laughs> like, no sell on the table bump, I uh, jumped out of my off my couch. Bro, he the no sell at all. Like the fact that he because he is fucking Sting, he has max resilience character in a fucking in a fucking promotion with Lance Archer. Oh, it. And, you know what I mean? Like I just, as something about this, the way they book him is just absolutely perfect. Like I, like I would say, AW books their old wrestlers like 
old masters in a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite bit of the promotion because I always say the old wrestlers, old wrestlers represent a lot more because growing up, one wrestlers didn't want to wrestle. Like they were all bouncers and <laughs> injured sports stars and people that kind of like fell into wrestling. So right. a lot of them didn't love it and a lot of them didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And the way WWE treats their legends is deeply problematic. And the fact that AEW treats a lot of them like old masters, like they come out, they're generally untouched. They still maintain the the core of their personality. Or in the case of King, or in the case of Sting, they have a direct massive buff to their statistics. <laughs> <laughs> on the principle of being a master, like they're just stat locked in 2001. You know what I mean? And I just yeah, as a Sting mark, I couldn't be happier. Man, I love it. No, man, it's great. Darby's dad, Darby's dad is fucking amazing. Darby's dad is truly an aspirational figure. Uh, so we've talked that CM Punk's going to show up. We, 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 we. I guess you can't avoid it now. Congratulations! There's a media scrum after Rampage, which you don't do unless you're expecting media, uh, unless you, which is why we know CM Punk's coming. I want to talk about something that's near and dear to your heart, and not many other people's Impact Wrestling. Yes. I heard they got kicked off Twitch. Is it kicked off or they get, they're, or they are graduating from Twitch? They're stepping off Twitch because okay. yeah, their viewership is uh, increasing now as a yeah. kind of you know they're 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 now they're now kind of trying to step back into the normalcy that they had to fall back from during their substantial fall from grace. Substantial. That is so. understatements. That was super kind. Um, so I want to ask you this: you as as the only Impact fan I know. <laughs> That wasn't shame. That's a factual statement. I don't give a fuck. I <laughs> listen. I will argue, motherfuckers. TNA had the best roster of all time for. I'm two not years. doing. I'm not doing. I'm not doing this. They fucked I it. I will ask you this though. They fucked it, but they did on paper one to fucking fifty. They had the best I can roster. Hear people of turning the podcast off. I can listen, hear them no, doing listen, it. Fight me. No. Damon S. Freeman on Twitter. Find me. Don't do it here. Find me in the street. Find me in the street. Continue. Your spot on Impact Island remains safe. Um, how does it feel to watch Christian Cage hold the belts? It's different. Um, it's, it's it's the Kenny thing was always a diversion, and it was always we're going to build this story. And it's more in service of the Kenny story. I was very surprised they did the poll, but they did what they did. And now Christian Cage has got both belts. I think they're retiring one of them because Moose is the reason they brought it back in the first place. TNA yeah. champion Christian Cage, give me your feedback. How do we feel? Um, I, you know, as part of, as the, you know, the person that will tell you that, you know, Impact TNA did have one of the best rosters of all time. One of the, they they also had the best version of Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, they had for about two, two years there, he was their, he was their guy and he was so fucking good. And he was so much better than he was in WWE in TNA as Christian Cage that this is appropriate. It just. I'm happy to see it. I've always loved Christian, and I've and one of the saddest things was when he left TNA. I mean, I believe WWE offered him an absolute shit ton of money, shit ton of money to just leave, to just take their top, to just take their top guy away, just paid him, and he left. And you know, they call it the McMahon. Yes, and uh, it it worked. What is that? It's a historical move that seems to always work. Yes, it's working less now, as apparently I heard it. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to wa- wander off to Adam Cole. Um, I'm not the host, but um, 
yeah so i'm happy i love i always love christian cage in impact wrestling he he was he was the best christian that we that apparently no one ever saw <laughs> was in tna so i'm happy and i love the cat i've always loved christian Cage. i like christian more than edge i always have oh wow that's so, a big statement um I like christian and listen he's got more levels I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna follow you down the Christian Cage rabbit hole. I will say this: it's been very interesting to watch AEW find its footing in real time. Yes. And say what you will about Cody Rhodes, and I do a lot. He keeps putting people over on his way out the door. So he's, he left to do the Go Big Show, which is not about Paul White, sadly. It is the variety show, or I guess competition show. He co-hosts with Snoop Dogg and a variety of other people who don't belong together. And on the way out, he established Malachi Black as uh, FKA, Tommy and Alistair Black, as this amazing destructive force. And when you tell me the next match is against Arn Anderson's also middle-aged son, not middle-aged that he's middle-aged, but middle-aged in the way that Arn Anderson's looked 63 since he was 27. I don't know if I don't know it, man. Listen, I don't know if Arn Anderson is ever going to be able to have anything other than 50 year old white men. So I'm not going to put that on his boy. You've seen his boy? <laughs> I've seen He's his boy. either underage or overage. He is not whatever age he says he is. Like, this is either a 12 year old or 73. Like Arn kids aren't born. They arrive at the hospital in a sedan. <laughs> Big poor tourist and the little bearded white kid. Yes, little bearded white kid steps out, leaves the keys with someone else, and then walks and goes, "Hey, dad. Hey, dad. What's going on?" It's it's uncanny. It's they're just cloning Arn Andersons, and now we're gonna see Alistair Black or excuse me, Malachi Black kick out, kick the head off another Anderson. Did you see um? Did you see the build up though, where Arn was like, "Listen, I I appreciate you, but don't get killed out there." And then Jr. was straight up like, "Watch Arn Anderson's boy die on TV next week. We're gonna watch." And I'm just just like y'all. I mean, he's gonna die, but I've he's never like, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's like, I've never heard that before. Over. Usually, when wrestling matches, no matter the outcome, they're always advertised the same on every show i've never heard a wrestling match where like watch this young man get murdered by the lord of darkness next week on dynamite <laughs> what they basically he could have yelled y'all want to see a swash match like it's very <laughs> i'm excited for it not because i'm excited for it because they're treating and this is a refrain i will not be repeating i promise but they're treating tommy fucking him like a big deal he's a big deal he's a big deal and if you were going for, if, if I'm going to criticize the things I'm seeing in AEW right now, one, actually, you know what? I'll take one of them back because it seems like the focus in the women's division is increasing, but I'm worried about what's happening with all these bigger names coming in, times can get tighter. If you're going to keep the women's at segments as much as, as many as we're getting, which should be more, quite frankly, it's going to be at the expense of some of this young homegrown talent. I'm watching Sammy Guevara have a no-holds-barred match with um, Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, whatever you want to call him, still unimpressive. Um, we hate Sean Spears. He's a great you know, his his cat his character work now. He is a good character. He's a great hand. Leave him. And leave him. He's I, a good character. The chairman is a good character. He's a good henchman. 
Yeah, he's a great, exactly. He's a great henchman. Henchman number three. Thank Listen, you, no, man, there's a skill in that. The NWO literally, the NWO, remember the big NWO could not find an extra henchman after like the sixth dude? Because it's a skill. Leave fucking Ty, Ty Spears yeah. alone. It's called John Spears, poor man's Scott Flash Norton. And I, for one, appreciate <laughs> you. Um, but my concern is the, is the timing issue, is that, yeah, there's all these YouTube shows you can tr- seek out, but I want on Dynamite, let's keep the spotlight on your Sammy Guevara's. That's a guy you can build. That's a cornerstone for your future. Let's keep the spotlight on MJF, who just went over Chris Jericho in a brilliant series of matches, one of which probably shouldn't have been on television. Stop putting death matches on television. Um, am I wrong to be concerned that I think we're getting a little top-heavy in AEW? Um... It depends. Um, it depends on what they do with the rest of their programming, to be very honest with you. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Um, this is kind of where their leadership and the fact that they're kind of run by wrestlers and not corporate stooges kind of come into play. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not, I mean, they are, they have enough broadcasting and they have they have they have enough talent for a week that they could they could um they could still even out and work on and ex- and give space for um smaller talent. Also, frankly, they have other places for them to go. Like I said before, yeah. you can go you can appear on Impact, you can appear on you can appear in New Japan. You you know. You well, can you appear on Elevation. You can appear on 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 what was the other one? Uh, Dark. Uh, it's Elevation and Dark. It, I, I like the fact that they're letting the workers work. I just want to make sure that all the eyeballs are getting to the young cats. Because guess what? Punk ain't working dark. Surprise. I mean, it's kind of, um, how do I put it? AEW is, does this thing where, for the most part, it values the time spent watching. And I think the audience is kind of getting into that. And as a result, they are willing to watch more people. Like, when you watch WWE, you're only watching five niggas, really. And the yeah. everyone else is even people who are amazing are just simply kind of pushed aside as ha- being of no value to the um, to the intent of the show. You tell like Ricochet means nothing to Raw, nothing. If, for example, even though he is the, the most astonishing athlete we've ever seen wrestle, he means nothing to Raw. So you don't watch him. You don't pay him any mind. AEW because they're like we will we will do a callback. We will get over an Owen 42 wrestler, for example. <laughs> we will get him over because he's a valuable character and we will value the time. If you spent, if you watch all 42 of Fuego de Sol's matches, then we will make you cry, even though he's only won one, you know? And as a result, the audience is starting to take them up on that offer. And as a result, I think they might have an easier time navigating their considerably large roster at this point than say WWE has managed with a much larger roster and much more time and resources and stuff like that. So, yeah. So we're recording this on August 19th. Tony Khan just tweeted 10 minutes ago. I'm betting that excitement from the most anticipated announcement in AEW history at Rampage, the first dance will build up through all out on pay-per-view. We'll make new fans and we'll welcome Dormant wrestling households worldwide back into the fold. A new era in AEW begins tomorrow, and that's a great transition because I want to talk about the Wounded Titan. 
blood in the water. I, 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 WWE I preparing for a sale? Probably. No. Nah. Is this what 97 felt like for like grown-ups? This is um I think I think then I don't think I mean if they sell that'd be fine. I think this is just Vince um doubling down on what tripling down on what he does. Because yeah. you know, he is he is the owner of the most um successful promotion in human history. And everything yeah. that seems to not be working to him is all the other shit. And to a certain degree, and his I I it feels like this is kind of like the part where the king in the story gets a little unhinged. And he's like, this is my kingdom, mine. And, you know, that sounds like Vince. That is what he's doing. And I, you know, and, and I say something crazy. I like it. I think, oh, I think everything, I think AEW, AEW, AAA, Impact, New Japan need a foil. If WWE changes what they're doing, they lose their foil. I realized this watching Dynamite yesterday. So many people are so happy to be watching an alternative. And as WWE quadruples down on its WWE-ness, the cheers for this alliance gets louder. We're having more fun, but we need a villain. Yeah. And if this is the case, then we need Skeletor to keep Skeletoring, please. Because well, this is it's, it's important. It, it's serving a role in what's happening right now. Let's be realistic too. The, the WWE is going nowhere. This is a, this is not a, but I think the, the thing you're touching on here is a larger idea of what is WWE? Is it a wrestling promotion? Because it's, it's not a anymore. It's a corporation. It's a, it's a media rights corporation. Yeah. yeah. It's a, that's what I'm saying. It's like people keep talking about AEW versus WWE. No one's trying to be WWE and no one will be WWE ever again. It's unique in that. But it's no longer yeah. a wrestling promotion. It puts out content. It's a brand that puts out content. And bleeds talent. What I've really been, it's been kind of intriguing from a palace intrigue. So when you hear the backstage stories, I don't put much weight in a lot of them. Because normally I always say, if you're supposed to hear something, you hear something. So it's like, oh, Triple H got promoted. Guess what? You were supposed to hear. If they didn't want to announce it, they didn't have to. But when firings come out and then people start leaking on whose decisions were what, that's where the palace intrigue to me actually carries some weight. It makes me think that this future of this company is not as set in stone as it has been in the past. I agree. It's never going to go anywhere as it is, but what we're talking about when we talk about the quote-unquote future, and that's positing that Vince McMahon can actually die, I'm not entirely sure, honestly. No, I live forever. I, out of he's just running on spite? He's on and, the, he's on, listen, he's on, the same, he's on some combination of some cocktail of drugs that keeps him alive, the same, something similar to what keeping Ric Flair alive. It's called so, the Infinity Formula, and, and Nick Fury brought it to us. Um, oh. Well, let's talk about what's left in NXT. So NXT's got their card. Do you know what's weird? They're running this on a Sunday in Vegas on Saturday. I didn't realize that until today. Really? Oh, yeah. SummerSlam is Saturday. When you were talking about the NXT card, I was like, they're having a pay-per-view in my head because if SummerSlam is Saturday, then when the fuck is NXT? Exactly. TakeOver 36. Is occurring. It's taking place in Orlando, Florida, from the Capitol Wrestling Center. It'll be occurring August 22nd, and yeah, it's a five-match card. It's a brisk card, which we always like from NXT. But even more intriguing than the on-screen action lately has been the backstage drama. 
You had a former North American champion, somebody worked a dark match on Raw, Bronson Reed, get unceremoniously eliminated from the company. Yeah. Just bounced. People who we thought had real Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. I don't even understand. They broke up the they broke up the diamond mine the week after they debuted them. Yes. It's it's a, a moment of great upheaval, but there's one thing NXT I know will give us. It is an absolute cracker of in-ring competition. The match is according to Wikipedia. This match order is not your boy's match order. I didn't pick this match order. I do think that they're not going to close with Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. I think they're going to close with Riley Cole. I'm just going off the matches on Wikipedia. The first match listed is Walter taking on Ilya. Excuse me for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. They've let Ilya kind of find his footing on NXT television. But Walter's that monster thing that I don't know if they've booked away from the lose yet. Um, it's hard to tell because NXT is kind of having this moment of upheaval. There's no reason to take the title off of Walter. He's a sure thing and a really good one. Um, but also we don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, I it, like normally it, in this spot, I would say Walter's going to a, a main roster and might show up and, and we're going to do it that way. The problem with that is he notably doesn't want to move to America. No, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He's in Germany, right? He doesn't want to yeah, leave. He will leave yeah, yeah, no, he has like a wrestling school. Like he's an established, like he's an established Titan is valuable figure in the wrestling community there. There's no reason for him to leave. There is no reason for him to go to, and he's not an idiot. There's no reason for him to go to Raw and be booked like a German in like 1991. <laughs> <laughs> for God fucking sake. I kind of, shit. I just, I want him to make him diesel. Just, just <laughs> new diesel. Just have him come out. It's new diesel. It's just if we're trying stuff, let's try stuff. <laughs> let's not try stuff with fucking Walter. We'll leave that man in Germany. He's gonna keep this title. That's, that's a fair here. take. Um, I this again, like you said, upheaval. There's really no way to pick this. The only match I feel comfortable picking, or one of the two matches I feel super comfortable picking, is Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. Samoa Joe has not wrestled anywhere for well over a year. Uh, first match since February 2020. I don't know how we got here, Aaron. It don't make a whole bunch of sense. But I'm really excited to once again think Joe's going to kill you. Uh, yes. Um, Joe not wrestling is a travesty. He is one of the greatest characters in wrestling history. And uh, I, lo- I love him. So I, lo- I love Joe uh, quite a bit. I also, um, I, I don't like Karrion Cross. No, I mean, that's, that's... He's, a, he's a good character. Like it's cool and everything. It, what's the want... character? Come on, me, what's the character? Uh, uh, terrifying and fight, fight guy, fight fighting man. Is it, is fight it vampire Norseman? Fight, fight. No, that's his wife is a vampire. He's a fight guy. You gotta understand, his wife is a totally his wife. Now his wife is a proper Marvel character. She's actually that's, character. that's true. That's actually Celine in a wig. Yes, he, he is a he is a fight he is a fight guy. That is his. Like, that is, all right. He seems it, like a uh, 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 Reich guy. It just, I don't know. He seems a little. The whole presentation, it's, you know, it's it, so much. And the I thing don't know that why they let him get. Why did they change it? When he was in TNA, he was just man in suit that kills people. And then they went in this direction where he's not quite. Like, he used to be an assassin and it was a little more believable. He was. He didn't wrestle a lot, 
but he was terrifying when he did. And then they kind of went in this other direction. And then they kind of booked him like a monster. And I'm like, I don't think he has that in him. Like he's he's a good character, but he's not like the problem is he's not as terrifying on site as Samoa Joe has been for 20 years. And that's the thing is that every time and it's a weird way to book him. So every time they've done the Karen crossing lately, you've let the like indie darlings just run him down verbally. When Adam Cole said they give you everything to make you look special, the smoke, the lights, the music, the girl, you know what they do to make Adam Cole look special. They ring the bell. Like them letting these little men talk down to him has been a lot for me. Just as like, like if we're trying to get him over as a big scary dude. Thank you. I'm so glad you've nailed what the character should be. Why am I letting this man talk to me this way? As he looks up at me. Like why? He, he, he used to. The thing about it is the, the character they have him using now. Because what would happen in, when he was on Impact, he would stalk, and then he would strike. So people would say all oh, stuff was typed, and all of a sudden he would like appear and like kill you. Like he would appear in the ring, he would come up behind you he and murder you. Dexter Loomis already took that gimmick though, apparently. What'd you say? Oh yeah, that's exactly it. Yes, he was Dexter Loomis, but like with like he would it, it hit with him. It worked for him. This gimmick that he's doing now doesn't quite work with his cat like his best character is not anything close to this. Which is why it feels so fucking weird that so book is an undefeated monster. Like I'll i I'll buy it. But once he beat the tar out of Finn Balor, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. And we're going to talk main roster next when we go to SummerSlam. I want to ask this. If I've invested time, money, and energy into the presentation of NXT, what the fuck was that? Why, what, why are we giving the – why is he getting the smoke, the lights, the girl? Like, Why did we take that away? Why did we decide to take him to a bigger stage and make him feel smaller? Um, Vince is a dick. Like, I mean, real talk, like, remember why Triple H even became, even got into this position was because Shane McMahon was better with, whenever, whenever someone appears to be better than Vince McMahon at what is perceived to be Vince McMahon's job and is a little unapologetic about it, they get ruined. Remember, this is Triple H. Triple H got put into this position because Shane McMahon is better with people than he is. People like Shane McMahon more. Shane McMahon is Vince McMahon's Nightwing to Vince McMahon's Batman, where they have similar skill sets, but one's insane and one is not. <laughs> yeah. And that in and of itself drove Vince mad. And the fact that Vince McMahon was like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, there's no guarantee I'm going to bleed this shit, but I know what to do. And he's just better at this stuff, better at the people, um, better at the people, but is good at the business. And that drove a wedge in between them. That's why Shane run off. And then Triple H became the person. But now, like I said, Vince McMahon hears us when we're like, man, we can't wait for Vince McMahon to die so Triple H can do this correctly. He hears that shit. And then they fucking lost this. They, I mean, I, I guess you can call it a ratings war. Like, they hung him out to dry. They really should have sent him smacked in if they wanted to send in counter-programming. But they didn't. So if they so they sent in um, NXT to win a war, it really didn't have the resources to win. And it's like these <laughs> things are coming are coming back to bite Triple H in the ass, to bite NXT in the ass, because Vince McMahon is a dick, first and foremost, and always, until he's dead. And afterwards, if he sells his company, afterwards. <laughs> I'm still not convinced he can die. Oh, well, I don't think he can die either. I would need, but if I would does, need to see the body. Poke him um, stick, make sure he's not screwing with us. Listen, I firmly believe that what will happen is he will be dead, air quotes. The company will be sold to someone who is not Stephanie, Shane, or Triple H. And then he will just be fake. He will just literally live 
live with his own petty until he dies quietly on some private island somewhere 10 years from then. Isn't man the goal. Uh, next up on the card here, Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. A wonderful, speaking of bring back, bringing back his diesel, a wonderful diesel HBK storyline. Yeah. Um, from like every beat, they won the tag titles. Like, I, that is, this is, this is what I mean. Sometimes you can just run, run shit back. You, they ran 1994 diesel HBK, and I am a hundred, no, I think it's 95. Doesn't matter. I'm 100% here for it. Thank you. NXT. Yes, please. Simplicity in wrestling. Simplicity in wrestling. You turned Raquel Gonzalez into a face, and who knows where she was on January 6th. <laughs> I want to see the metadata. Um, the only reason I think Kai might take the belt is one, she deserves it. She's been one of those stalwarts in that division, and the backstage girls have talked about how she's been a teacher. She's been she's taken that Bailey role from the first run in NXT. Right. Because Kai's the hand that was she's done. She's worked the town. She only she didn't really get hurt like Tegan Knox unfortunately before twice before going to the main roster. I think I don't think they promoted her because like she's gonna lose her knee again. Like at least get her get her tour. Um. So and I and I do think Raquel Gonzalez is fresh for a Raw. Like I think that's someone you send in the Raw to try to save that division because. Beck's going to SmackDown. Becky's going to SmackDown. Who's going to SmackDown? No. Becky. Oh. Oh, they're yeah, gonna yeah. Keep, They're going to keep her with her husband. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. That's fine. I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, everyone should go to Raw. Please. Everyone go to Raw. SOS. Just flares. Let it with flares on the beach. Please, just this, this, oh, this is a we bunch of bodies. Did a great raw soon enough, my friend. <laughs> LA Knights, Cameron Grimes. If Grimes loses, Tibias will become Knights Butler. Now, part of me says there's no way Grimes isn't going over here to get that million dollar championship. However, if you're trying to build a, a monster heel, which they, they're doing a very good job with LA Knight in building a heel here, even though it's just his. Old character in a new place with a new name. Like it's it's Elijah. I don't. That's what gets me. It's like okay, we're changing the name. Fine. Why are you pretending? If we're gonna do develop, why is he developmental if he already has a character? Uh, I don't understand why they even call NXT developmental. It's just NXT. AEW is AEW, but they got some fucking weak old wrestlers on the fucking roster. It is what it is. It's NXT. I don't even know why the term developmental comes up. Because I mean, it's fucking Eli Drake. He's been Eli Drake for a decade in a straight line. Right? If I'm doing Eli Drake and what was Cameron Gines' name on the Indies? Oh, I just blanked on it. Oh, fuck. Trevor, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch. If I'm doing Eli Drake, Trevor Murdoch, and I've got Ted DiBiase as a prop. I'm doing it while we tour. I'm doing it on Raw or SmackDown because Ted DiBiase is a fucking draw. Your your grandfather knows Ted DiBiase. Is. You know what I'm saying? Like. This is the thing, like, this is an effect, this is one of the WWE's few effective uses of old wrestlers, and they're hiding it on NXT. Yes. Uh, and the, that uh, is mind-boggling to me. Yes, they, uh, NXT, whatever um, Triple H and HBK are doing with DiBiase is, oh. um, it's very, it's very AEW-esque. DiBiase. It's so good, it's so, again, like the Dakota Kai thing. It's simple, it's clean, it's good, it's pro wrestling, and so was this last match. 
Simple, clean, good. Maybe Adam Cole swan song. No one knows. Apparently, there's no contract. Two out of three falls. Cole, O'Reilly. Ring of Honor 2012 called. They're excited we have their main event. Uh, Riley should go over. I can't imagine Cole staying. I mean, he's he's not a he's, he seems to he seems to have his ear to the street. I mean, having um the decree, no short guys, no old guys. Um, yeah. Um, he's five eight. He's like one eighty, one seven. Tripping what? Yeah, he's yeah he's a boy. He's five eight, one seventy. Um, he knows they just want to give him money so that he doesn't go to AEW and appear at fucking all out or whatever that like they, they like he's willing to make he's almost going to make a million dollars just off the fact that they don't want him to pull up on at all out that's it right my right. question is does he do you say no to the money he's only 32 of course you do i mean the problem is is that like the most cautious like there are some cautionary tales in the wwe it's like <laughs> you it, it depends on how you feel about it but like like AJ Styles is wildly he's the most, he's probably the most successful I would say import which so did you say AJ Styles is the most successful short import WWE has ever brought in I'm sorry no Rey Mysterio's online one and he's furious Oh yeah he's an import too I forgot he's been there so long I forgot <laughs> like, like Rey, Rey Mysterio exists he's like the shield helicarrier like he exists somewhere off by himself like he like I don't ever think of Rey Mysterio as even having a brand he's loyal to like I think of him as WCW but I also remember when he didn't have his fucking mask on you know what I mean I remember the filthy animals for example Thank like I, 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 you say that faction name you say it proud right and I remember Rey Mysterio so much that I just don't have a brand attached to him you're absolutely right he's been in WWE for so long so yes you're absolutely right that'd be Rey Mysterio second but even AJ Styles is like in the mush now. And that mush kills he's not, the, he's not in the mush though. So the mush is he's not in the mush. He's on TV every week. He's in the featured spot helping get over a talent they want to get over. Like he he's he's getting more TV time and screen time in segments. Like I think that's also we've got to think about wrestling. Is that like especially we're talking about the WWE and not necessarily a well run wrestling promotion. AJ gets all of this time because they trust him and they know he'll bring viewers. He'll hold an eyeball. Right, he absolutely will. And so if if he if he wasn't thought of well, someone else would be with almost. Oh, I agree with you. Um, that's true. They do it is very intentional who they put the camera on and focus the camera on. Um, me personally, as a big AJ Styles fan, as the TNA fan in the fucking room, this is a waste in of all his rooms. Every account. room. Every fucking room waste of his fucking talent thank you and what's the what's the point he's he's actually aj styles is at the end of his career is he 44 something like that he's on yeah, the talent no, AJ styles is older than that. Hold, hold, hold on aj styles 44 is, is 44 yeah you're right he's older than he's older than rick flair was when he elbow dropped his suit jacket right so aj styles is on his way out which is perfectly fine adam cole is 32 no <laughs> No, he. We still haven't seen the best of Adam Cole yet. He still has a very high ceiling. He does, and the rest of it, it just rests logically in AEW. He's savvy. Like I, I said, you're right. He's had a he's had a flawless run in WWE. Even yeah. like I said, like it's like he he came in, he got over, he got the faction over, won the title, got the brand over, won over on main roster guys. However, the politics worked out for him. He won over on main roster guys. 
never got called up to the main roster, has never been ruined, and gets to leave after what he would probably have some type of incredible five-star match with Kyle O'Reilly and appear on All Out. Perfect. He's only 32. <laughs> I hope I hope you're right and he has the strength of character to say no to the money. You're right. I mean, you know, it's hard to say no to the money, but... Money on the table is a tough one. It's always a tough one. I don't know. Like I said, you know, it's something... It depends. Like I said, the the WWE always has money, and I think that the people who are in AEW who are choosing a little bit less money are choosing their own legacies, as it's worked out even for people who who seemingly haven't been doing much, like Santana and Ortiz, for example, mm-hmm. are better off for being in AEW right Hard now. Off. Right, and that's what I mean. So it seems like it's clear that if you would like to be better off for your career, to just be revered even even in the mid-card, even as elite henchmen, there's a place for you to go. I'll tell you what, I think you're right. I hope you're right. I am wor- I... working with your significant other is not always a draw. For everyone in the oh no i don't think it's about brit i think it's about his legacy he's only 32 he can well, wrestle every- yeah but so go do two years in the main roster build your name then get a bigger AEW deal yeah go yeah but hold on what'd you say i would say why don't you do a tour duty on the main roster sign a two-year deal get a bunch of money and then build a bigger deal for when you go to AEW. then to, now you now oh. you're a national name the way you're not right now he's already a national name okay i'm i i I see both sides of it. I hope you're right. If if he walks in, the thing about AEW, AEW only has home games. They only go to places where the wrestling fans are. So, and then they go on TNT. So everybody who doesn't know who Adam Cole is, is already watching on TNT. And as soon as he comes out, everyone in all the hotbeds where they have AEW shows is like, yes, baby. And then everyone home is like, hmm. And then off you go. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, the, the legwork, he can get the same thing he could get on Raw. I'm like, saying from a negotiating standpoint on his side, I can get a bigger number from AEW in two years if I do a tour duty on the main roster. He's putting he's putting himself at risk. Why fall in? Why risk the mush? Yeah, why risk the mush? That's beautifully said. Let's go to the mush itself. SummerSlam. It's a bigger card than I want it to be. Hold on, actually, I'm look at the card. Maybe pull up the card myself. Oh, I'm gonna just jump around here and. Places that interest me. One that doesn't. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Or Piper Niven. Wait. Um. The the the. I mean, I is, is Alexa Bliss leveled up to doing like force moves yet in the ring? I think this is where we're gonna see a force choke. I think we get a force choke. Like I really, I'm really like people don't like the magic, but I'm really only here for the magic because they don't know how to book the character, and mm-hmm. then they off, and then they send off the fiend. So. Oh, I mean, nope. I'm just here. That's, I'm just here for the an hour of the podcast. Well, um, I mean, I'm gonna try to not talk about the fiend anymore and say that I'm only here for the magic since they are trying to figure out how to like I, the the terrible magic segments are, I guess, fine enough since they're making us sit here for it. You know what I mean? They're fine it's, enough on Raw because it's a three-hour show. Why is this taking a, a, roster, a, a match slot? Um, because she, is she going to wrestle Eva Marie or is she going to wrestle her henchwoman? I mean, it's listed as Eva Marie, but we all know how this goes. It's going to, uh, well, I mean, what would be great is if she um, beats her henchwoman and then like force chokes Eva Marie and fucks her up. Like, what would be great is if she hit, if, if 
Viper nibbing is a Terminator. If we yes. could just fast forward to that part, I would really yep. appreciate WWE, you're not listening. But if you were, I'd really appreciate a fast forward in the store. I just, let's get to it. I'd love if Piper Niven would have, I would love it if um, she lost and then her owner got thrown into the gates of hell or whatever sub-dimension that the fiend left for Alexa. And then we can get Piper Niven away from Eva Marie and we can start over and do that thing WWE does where they act like we never, we weren't watching last week. It never, it never happened. Please, please do that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like this. Memory hold this. We're going to stick with the Raw matches first because Raw's a bad show right now. Um, and I want to get him out of the way. It is a bad show. I'm not, that's not going to make him anything. Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Ginger Mahal. How dare you? How dare you make me watch this? Uh, is he going to? He is to bring a sword to the ring. So, I, I mean, I, he gets I, to do I that thing where he threatens people with it. I don't know why he needs it. He's a substantial Scottishman of substantial strength. And he's been I, throwing people around for years. So, I don't know why we're, why, are, been, we, why are we fussing so over I've been a avoiding a lot of these segments. Have they leaned into the 3MB of it all? Um, no. They have demonstrated that Drew, through the power of Beard, has achieved such a new level. (laughs) He has, these segments are about three Indian men trying not to get stabbed to death in a wrestling match by a Scottishman who wields a sword who doesn't have to. That is the feud. They would like to not die. They are now wrestling matches over how dangerous Drew McIntyre can possibly be allowed to be in a wrestling match on television. And they're losing the feud as now they will, <laughs> will now be skewered on television by Angela. His I hate sword. to repeat myself. I truly do. It was a bad show. It's a bad show, a yeah. Bad show. Seamus, D- Damian Priest, we finally reached something that the in-ring action actually interests me. Because they have fucked up a lot of stuff in 2021. Yes. It's punishing Martinez largely right. Yes. Um, they're gonna batter each other, and then I imagine, I imagine Punishment Martinez is going to win. I mean, it's, it's a better name than Damian Priest. You all know it. Um, also, I mean, if we could do something about that, the the the, the bow archer thing. That's whatever. Anyway, Punishment Martinez should become should should win. He should go over here. I'm rooting for him to go over. I like Sheamus, but it's it's Punishment Martinez this time. I mean, <laughs> I, you need a reward for feuding with the Miz and Morrison for ten months or whatever. See, no, the reward was I get to be in all these stories about Bad Bunny. That was the reward. I'm getting over as a mainstream talent before I'm taking a belt. And for what it's worth, WWE they made him feel like a big fucking deal. And so they did. applause on that. I'm excited to see his first title win. AJ Styles and Omos versus RK Bro. Uh, I mean, RK, RK Bro is going to win tag titles, obviously. I really wish I had nicer things to say about Omos. That's a waste of fucking AJ Styles' fucking last two years of fucking wrestling, if you tell him, if you ask me. It's fucking shit. Terrible fucking wrestler. He's annoying. trying to get the kid over. He's trying um, to get the kid over. No, you. it's a fucking waste of fucking time. I didn't say it wasn't a bad decision. I was telling you. (laughs) The job Vincent Kennedy McMahon gave him was get this kid over. Bro. And you know what? And and, and fucking all we have. And uh, I I hate it. And I resent almost more because of it. Because I, I miss AJ Styles just wrestling fucking matches. I miss AJ Styles so much and the big Negro has held him hostage and I, I'm black and I want him to succeed, but please release AJ, please. Not at the expense of uncle Alan. I couldn't agree more. 
Um, <sighs> Raw's a bad show. Nikki <laughs> A.S.H. versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. As someone who popped for Nikki Cross winning that title, it's not been very much fun since. I hate this character too. Remember when Nikki Cross was in fucking what was the faction called? I forgot with Eric Young. Sanity, sanity, sanity. Sanity. I miss Nikki. Remember when she would when they when she was um when she was the 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 loose cannon in the faction. You mean the no holds barred match against Oscar, which was amazing. Yes, and they had to like, and after matches, like their men would wrestle matches, and then like the poor jobber would get fucking speared and get mounted punches from fucking Nikki, and they have to pull her off the poor guy. Remember Nikki Cross? The Remember only, Nikki the Cross? only reason I'm gonna push back on you here. Yes. Nikki Cross. This this character was her idea apparently. I I know it was, but this is Which not is her. This is not her idea of her execution. Like I don't understand the character who says. I, I'm the underdog, but then gets beaten up every single week. You don't look like the underdog. You look like a loser. There's no, there's no building. There's no building. Um, like if it's a superhero story, there's no second act. There's no third act. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, no, 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 no. It's just the second act over and over again, where the superhero falls and falls and falls and falls. And eventually you just, you just that's not, this, this story is not, this idea, the character is her idea. This execution is definitely not her idea. This infinite second act purgatory she's trapped in as a superhero? No way, dude. So you're talking about a larger WWE problem is that they don't know. It's, a, it's substantially a babyface territory. They don't know how to book babyface champions. They never have. It's a very hard thing for them to do. And it's easy to book a heel champion because everyone's chasing you. You're able to build stories around the babyface. But it's really tough for them to write babyface champ. And we've seen it done in wrestling. John Moxley is a great example of how you write a babyface champ. But they don't seem to be able to do it because they're more interested in the other aspects of the business than they are in the in-ring. And this is the latest, most blatant example because they've literally put the word superhero involved. And now, is Rhea Ripley a face? I'm not entirely sure what's going on. I do love that Charlotte Flair is a fucking heel. And you know what? Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair is by her, I'm assuming by her own design because she seems to be able to do what she wants. She's like the second most intentionally targeted heel in the business. Where Charlotte Flair is talking to the people who don't like her every fucking time she opens her mouth, every step she takes, she is twirling on the people who specifically don't like her. And she's I love a it. Fantastic heel. I love the oh work she's God. doing. God bless you. You're truly your your father's daughter. And now we're talking about the next match on the Raw side of the final example of Raw being a very bad television show. Bobby Lashley and fucking Goldberg. Goldberg has officially been a nostalgia act in WWE longer than he was an active competitor for WCW. There are people who are Goldberg marks who enjoy Goldberg. I hope you're not. If you're one of them, that's fine. I don't begrudge you liking what you like. I do. See, I appreciate. I appreciate. Listen, Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg is. He should have come. There's no. The point of Goldberg's character was everything else. But that's the point of Goldberg existed. He required WCW was a top-heavy company that paid too many guys and put NWO guys over, and the outsiders made a fool of every single person in WW in, in WCW, right? So that was their thing. 
Goldberg was the foil to that by just bludgeoning the shit out of those two fucking assholes and every other and on his way. That was his goal. You know what I mean? Like there was a natural target for him. There's no more target. He with no foil. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't exist. Aaron, I don't know if you heard, but you're next. Um, yeah, they just match is gonna well, happen. It's and also, fine. I don't know, like, why does he keep wrestling for titles? Also, like, because like yeah, he's a cat. Like, if anything, he just why doesn't they don't they just have him be the fight guy? Then you're next until he retires, and then you're last. Easy. Goldberg's over. He doesn't need to wrestle for the title, any title ever again. He's fucking Goldberg. That's it. You're next. Fight, spear, smash, great. Sounds like you're next, buddy. I don't tell you. Let's be great. I wish I want to be last. Can I be his last match? It's fine. I'll take the spear. Do it. Do it. Get him out of here. Please. His last match should have been when he gave, when he, uh, in cussed and into the career of Bret Hart, that clumsy piece of shit. Um, mm, Bret Hart, Mark, what do you want me to do? No, All right, listen, we'll go to the SmackDown I I resent, I, Listen, let me, let me just tell you right now. I resent him for that, too. As everyone should. Everyone Smack should. outside. Consequently, I'm going to say this really loudly. SmackDown is a fantastic wrestling show. It's a pretty good television show. But as a wrestling show? Mwah. Yep, because Edge and, Seth, Edge and Seth Rollins are mining. They're mining WWE's convoluted history. And by God, they found gold. Yeah. When they... Called back to Seth Rollins threatening to break Edge's neck. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning. When Edge right. called this motherfucker, why are you the JV me? Mm. Edge of my seat. Let's go. And even and we're talking about the scene that Reigns build in a second, but even more so than that build, this build feels like how you make a wrestling match feel personal. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't meta. It wasn't weird. It was just, hey, man, I was going to break your neck. You wish you were me. I mean, it just he, shook Seth Rollins to it. You could. That's what I love about the SmackDown side. All of these characters are so well defined. Yes. The edges, no, no pun intended, are set on the Seth Rollins character, so that when you find that string and you pluck it, you watch him unravel. Right. There are there there is nuance to SmackDown characters that are not on really um any other um any other is not on Raw. We'll just say. Not even close. No. And, and uh, I don't know who, who I don't know who pulls the strings to allow SmackDown characters to exist as characters. Um, but it, thank you, whomever you are. It's mind-boggling. It's like those two weeks you saw Apollo sitting and watching Roman, and then we saw yeah. Apollo Crews come back and read. I'm like, this is they're just such even if they don't say it, it shows that someone over there gives a shit. And I I for one appreciate it. Also, also the wrestlers seem to exist in uh, Raw. Raw, it's almost like in Raw, every time a wrestler goes into the back, they despawn, and <laughs> it, and it's weird to have an entire roster of people that don't know the other exist. Everyone else exists. SmackDown, it does seem like they go into the back and they see each other. Like you know, like Red Edge and Seth Rollins will see each other. You know, like Edge will be leaving the building and see Seth's car and be like, fuck. And go home mm-hmm. and call his wife and be like, you know who I just saw? This bitch ass Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like it seems like the stories extend out of the arena, and it helps to feel like that. It just it helps. Mac, it's a very simple premise 
that will keep the audience engaged in what the fuck you're trying to sell them. As opposed to even, all the rest of it. even with that, SmackDown still allows us to do the thing you talked about earlier, where we say, remember last week? That shit didn't happen. Remember Dominic Mysterio's sister? Me neither. Don't worry about it. Remember the Uso that got in a DUI accident? Don't worry about it. They're wrestling for a time match for the titles. And like the Eva Marie story, can we just have Dominic turn on Ray now? Um, I kind of, I'm not going to lie to you, while it is overall, it's they they doing this too long. Rey Mysterio looks so uniquely happy to be wrestling with his boy that yeah, I, I, he looks, that that man, he clearly has arranged this. Like this is his deal. Like he's done. Like he could easily be in AEW, or if he didn't have a kid, he'd be in AEW like everybody else. But he knows that he can parlay his Rey Mysterio ness and the current situation to make sure his boy gets on TV enough where even if his boy gets released, he can go anywhere now. So he's mm-hmm. in charge of his boy. Like, like his uh, kids. Are- Dominic, he can't be. Dominic, hold on. Dominic 24, was- 24. Yeah, he's 24. Right, right, right. 24. So he can go anywhere now and mm-hmm. wrestle. Like, he can go and have value to an indie promotion or anywhere. And that is what his dad did for him. He doesn't have to struggle. Like, you can see it in real time. His dad created a better future for his son. Ray doesn't. He doesn't have to prove himself like Ray did. Dominic Mysterio is now Dominic Mysterio, even if WWE doesn't respect it. And you can see it in real Ray time. Getting, what? I was going to say, Ray was getting lawn darted into trailers at 17. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that does. his boy ain't got to do that. His boy doesn't have to sit there and get thrown around before someone realizes this fucking 5'2 guy can go. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's like, and you can see it in real time, and it makes Ray tangibly happy to do this. I don't care for the act. I don't. But Ray Mysterio is so happy. They let them wrestle together forever. Like, forever. I don't want to see any narrative development, because that Mexican dude looks fucking ecstatic. I see him fucking jump on his boy's back, because his boy's 50 times the size. <laughs> fucking ecstatic. That man, he's he Ray Mysterio it. squared. Bro. <laughs> He he is having the time of his life wrestling with his boy. So fuck it, don't change a thing. My critic critically, they should. Emotionally, just change it when Ray retires. That's it. Have Ray retire and have them give up the belts. It's impractical, but I don't care. Ray is happy as a fucking clam. I love to see it. I'm sorry. You're 100 percent right. I'm letting booking get in the way of actual humanity. It's just, it's just Ray. Ray is the happiest person on the promotion, bro. Ray is so happy to be coming up. And the show is the shows are Raw in particular is is a dark show because it's bad and it's weird. And SmackDown is a good show. And then Ray is just having the time Damn. of his life independently of everything else that's happening. And it's kind of it's it's a tangible bright spot. On what is terribly kind of like a bleak corporate landscape, honestly, of a promotion. So well, we've got we've got two more bright spots in front of us because a rematch from the main event of night one of WrestleMania 37, Sasha Banks will be taking on Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I know we got rid of rematch clauses and they had to find a long way to get back to this one, but thank fucking Christ. It's good. Just good. Just phenomenal stuff. Just yes. Just run it back. It's fine. And every one of you needs to really enjoy Mercedes while she's here because she's not here much longer. <laughs> Bianca's on the way out behind her. Those women are stars. 
And Bianca... if anyone wants to denigrate what happened in NXT, I point only to Bianca Miller. Um, Bianca's leaving? I mean, the Hollywood voices are going to come calling, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like, Sasha did Mandalorian. Sasha got her own. Sasha got a Mandalorian Star Wars Elite action figure. It was better than any WWE figures, man. Sasha's gone, dog. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and guess what? We're going to see the taillights of this next performer, too. Roman Reigns on the way out, baby. He's just giving you something to remember him by. This is the... And I know everyone's saying the right things. He wants to wrestle forever. It's the company that it built his family. This scary motherfucker is gone yeah i also don't to be very blunt i don't want him to stay like he's he's peaked past the level of wwe writing he's bigger than this right he's bigger than the writing team can navigate it's kind of like it's kind of like michael fassbender as magneto if that makes sense Hmm. like this is too like you could do so much more with this actor but you don't because you can't because you suck (laughs) So um, you're, wasting you. you're wasting this. You're now officially like originally it was cool to watch it build. You're now officially wasting his talent. So he should be literally anywhere else doing this thing. So, that that the head of the table should just appear in several movies, just randomly under different names. Just go. go always wrong. playing a crime boss. Always the crime boss. As a crime boss immediately. <laughs> Listen, I will give him my support. I will buy a ticket to a movie theater I will not go into because of the plague, but I will buy a ticket and make sure that he knows that I acknowledge him at all times. At all Wherever times. Wherever he is, I acknowledge him. John Cena's going down Saturday. We all know he's about to eat count them lights. I, uh... John Cena's done something. Wait, John Cena's done something in the real world. That that Dwayne didn't do. What do you do? Dwayne's a singular talent. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a supernova of charisma talents and intellectual wherewithal to navigate the world. John Cena ain't that. He's a hard fucking worker who's willing to dedicate himself to his craft. What he's shown the larger world, specifically Hollywood, is these guys don't miss their lines. They don't miss their marks. They love a live interview and they're charisma monsters. Absolutely. What he's done for pro wrestling in in just like the, the, the shutdown part of his career is going to be remembered forever because what he's remember, reminded Hollywood is that you've got a troop of traveling actors who do theater in the round multiple times a week. Right. If you find any other look or opinions attractive, they can come work for you and make you a ton of money. And what's happened is some of these, like that's, I think that that's the biggest difference for me between the E and AEW is that you go there and you stay there and you eventually become, do something else. AEW's I love to wrestle. And I'm right. sure there are guys who love to wrestle who are in WWE, who made the conscious decision that, hey, this is the place that's going to help me do X, Y, and Z. Xavier Woods, he notably says, I can't wrestle for 80 years. I'm using this platform to build my next 30 years. So, and I did a lot, we, we, I, I'll own it, done a lot of dumping on WWE and Raw in particular. I'm right about Raw. But I think it's important to note that the WWE as a, Corporation serves very different masters, has different goals. Mm-hmm. And 
guess what? From the thing I just read off, I'll, I'll hold that card. I'm super fucking hyped for Roman Reigns, John Cena. They're going to turn down the house. I, I'm Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair into my veins. Edge, Seth Rollins, let's go. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. I'm very excited to see, even if it sounds like I'm being negative. You're not. You're not being. You're not being negative. It's um. It's the nature of the WWE. They have such. They have. They are going by strength of talent alone. Strength of talent. Strength. You say that, that, but Ricochet is not on this card. Aaron, thank you for coming and hanging out for the end of podcast week, man. I really do appreciate it. Tell yeah, everyone so- where they can find you and all your all your good works. All right. So, uh, like top of the show, you can find me at uh, ANS Freeman on Twitter. Um, you can follow the Unreasonable Fridays podcast network, which is, uh, I mean, excuse me, at uh, unfpodcast.com. Uh, That's unfpodcast.com. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at UN uh, Fridays, United Nation Fridays. Uh, yeah, on Twitter. My man, I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll be back soon. If if a lot of crazy things happen this weekend, I might do a reaction podcast. If not, I'm taking the week off because I just gave you guys five. Five, five, five. Oh, I'm sorry. That was. I'm not what? sorry. I really enjoyed that. That's appropriate. It's historically relevant, culturally and historically relevant. Nobody, listen, other people, no non-black people shouldn't be allowed to do that shit. <laughs> you fucking that's kidding? True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like a, that's ours. Like, yeah, that's like my Angelou poetry. That's ours. That is ours. No, man, say that shit with your whole chest. Oh, five straight days of podcast. I'm exhausted, but I've had so much fun. Thank you guys for listening. Tell a friend, subscribe. That was your show. There is no outro. See you next week.